0: Joining me in the studio this morning, I have Dwayne Bonifer, the associate vice president of public relations at Monmouth College, and also Mark Wilhart, the vice president of academic affairs and dean of faculty. Good morning to both of you. Good, Good morning. morning. How are you doing today?
1: Warm. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, warm in here. Hey, why don't we uh, start giving instead of the wind chill in the winter time, give the heat index?
0: We should. Uh, you know, throw them off.
1: Well, I just I was. I was Delighted to hear the fact that we were going to hit double digits
2: yeah, today, you know, and then ignore the wind chill. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. we just assume that nobody's going to be out long in. enough to to actually <laughs> deal with the wind chill. So, that's well, right. we're a hearty
1: band of pioneers. There you right? go.
2: That's true. <laughs> it's absolutely true.
0: Well, how are things going at the college? They're good.
2: Uh, you know, we're getting ready to to ramp up for uh, beginning next week. Students come back on uh, over the weekend, mostly on Sunday, and uh, we'll get them through the protocols that we need to get them through on Monday and then classes start up on Tuesday. So I think we're ready to go. You know, like most colleges across the country, we've been in a, in a hustle trying to figure out how we're going to start. And right. I think we have a plan now in place that it's going to carry us through the first couple of weeks and get us through what we think will be um, probably like everywhere else, the, the seeing the Omicron virus come through. Um, but we've got all of the place things in place to, to take care of it. So we're ready to go.
0: Good deal. And I'm sure the students are, are ready to get back after that break.
2: They are ready to get back. We're going to begin the first two weeks uh, by bringing them all back on the weekend, getting them all set up in the residence halls, but then we're going to do the first two weeks remotely. Um, they're probably a little less excited about the remote learning because they're having flashbacks to a year, a year and a half ago. Right. Um, the truth is that that doing two weeks of that to help us get through this, this little uh, wave of whatever might be coming through – is a much better way of going in two weeks they can handle two weeks we can all handle two weeks we can you know and so i I think it'll be a a better way to to make sure that the campus is is health and healthy and, and safe
0: Right, and it still gets them back in class, getting their studies going for the start of the second semester. It, it
2: does. It puts a little hiccup in some of the teaching, I know. Um, you know, in talking to the professors, there's there's some of that going on, but by and large, what it does, it gets them all back on campus. It gets them ready to go. It gets them moving again. And um, so, in that third week, when we flip back out of the the remote learning, they're going to not only have hit the ground running, they're going to be well into the semester.
0: Right just to get them closer to the end
2: it's and which is well actually for <laughs> That's them you always look forward it's, to. it's actually not the end it's spring break getting exactly. him closer to spring there break. there you go uh, you know one of the one of the advantages of of continuing the schedule as we did uh, if you're reading the news at all you know that some other schools are adjusting their schedules they're starting a week or two later mm-hmm. one of the things that that does is that eliminates the spring break and we were pretty intent this year having done that once in the, the recent past not to do it again. So this schedule allows students to look forward maybe not
1: to the end but certainly to spring break. Spring
0: break, And when is your spring break?
1: I don't know. You it's don't it's know? March 4th through I think it's March 4th to the 11th.
0: Okay I yeah. always thought it was in that March. Yeah it's, range. It's, early,
1: it's early March yeah. yeah. It begins yeah. on March 4th or Friday and ends on the Friday the 11th or I guess Sunday the 13th technically. Yeah.
0: There'll be a nice break to get that week in there halfway through the semester.
1: Yeah, you get to kind of start a little March Madness as well if you don't go anywhere. There's plenty of basketball, maybe, to watch on television. Yeah, we can But hope. we don't know, remember? Exactly. Yeah, that's that exactly right. As we were watching all of the, the sports
2: cancellations go through, uh, yeah, who knows what's going to be happening out there.
0: Yes, exactly. And you guys did say that your game on Saturday has been postponed.
1: It has been against Beloit. So the conference is trying to figure out how they're going to make up games or if they're going to make up games or if they're going to count one round in the conference standings and then the other games won't count that you play because, you know, we did two right. uh, games against every team in the conference. But, you know, there's some really interesting challenges. I mean, what do you do if a team finishes 8-8 eight and and eight, another team finishes 8-4? and four? You know, do you go by percentages? Do you go by wins? Uh, and... You know the other thing too is that at Division three level, the players are true student athletes. In fact, many of them are scholar athletes, mm-hmm. and so you can't say, "Oh, we're going to play now Wednesday night and travel," and because ESPN doesn't determine you know our our schedule like they do with the Division one schools. And so there's a lot of challenges there. You know, do you play maybe three weekend games or four weekend games. You know, play double headers. I don't know. It's it, we've never been through this before. Right. There's there's no playbook because we had our last pandemic was early nineteen late 19s and the early 1920s and college sports weren't nearly as big as they are today.
2: Yeah, and, you know, our athletic directors for the for the <coughs> conference met yesterday, and I know that they're coming up with plans not only sort of thinking about the individual campuses but thinking about uh, the conference okay. as a whole and uh, trying to make sure that we can do the best we can for, for all of the campuses. I mean, part of the difficulty is that we're seeing spikes in uh, COVID through teams, but it's not just ours. It's, right. it's teams across the ca- the conference. Yep. So, uh,
0: Yeah, it's not just Monmouth College facing them all. It's every college, university, high schools the country
1: yeah and it I mean and the thing we know about this new variant it spreads a lot more quickly a lot more easily but it's not quite as a problem when you get it it you sort of get a bad cold or sniffles for a while and you know it's it's really but going from being a pandemic to being something that's endemic that we're going to have to deal with and just learn learn how to l- live with and uh, schedule our lives accordingly
2: yes. yeah you know our, our student population is about 85 percent um, vaccinated uh, our faculty and staff are about 93, 94% vaccinated. And what that means is that Omicron, even though it's uh, much easier to catch, is unlikely to be really um, deleterious to, to their, their health. So when the students are coming back on Monday, we're gonna test everybody who's moving back into the residence halls. Um, we're encouraging faculty and staff to test as well so that we have a baseline of, of knowing mm-hmm. what, what we've got. We're uh, distributing some KN95 or KF94 masks to everybody on campus so that we're encouraging them to, to use the, the higher quality masks. Um, we know that, that you know, we have, we're bringing college students back. There's going to be lots and lots of opportunities for them to not wear their masks, but we're going to encourage it as much as possible and require it in classes and in any public building. So right. um, you know, we think we've got the, the things in place on our campus at least. To begin to mitigate against the further spread and, and the worst case scenarios.
0: Right. You do what you can, and then yeah. everyone else has to take it into their own hands.
2: Yeah, exactly. And what you know, our, our job is to, to set up the, the uh, structures that allow the students to have the best success. And the best success is going to happen if they're healthy. So we're going to try
1: to help them along that way.
0: Yes. Was there anything else you wanted to share with us this morning?
1: Well, you know, Martin Luther King Day was going to be a big public event for us. Uh, The way we do Martin Luther King Day now is we have classes in the morning and convocation at noon. And then we had planned to have an afternoon of service in the community. But because of the pandemic, we've rescheduled that. And so now we're not going to have the community service events in the community. We're looking for opportunities maybe to do some virtual community service. And then the convocation itself will be online now as opposed to being in person. So, you know, that's an interesting way that we're going to have to adjust as well. And we've had to do that with some speakers already throughout the pandemic, right? We've had speakers who have given talks over Zoom as opposed to in person. We've had some during this school year that given talks in person, but we've also done it in Zoom for people who can't be there or don't want to take the risk of being there. So it's it's been a real interesting, I think, learning experience for everyone in terms of how to adapt and, you know, mo- modify how we do things a little bit I think we have the advantage of,
2: of having been here already yeah. right you know um, in March 2020 this was all new and we were inventing it and we were all trying to figure out from each other um, both on campus and between campuses how, how you do all of this now we know how to do it um, you know when we decided we were gonna take these two weeks to start remotely um, I talked to the people who were running the Martin Luther King uh, celebrate day celebration and they immediately said, all right, well, we'll just move online. And they shrug their shoulders, and we begin to make the plans because we, we know that this is the way that, to do it. We know that we can still have a, a really full and meaningful celebration, that we can invite the community and the students to, to that as an online thing. Um, and that the opportunities for service, it's nice to have the afternoon. The truth is the opportunities for service in a community like Monmouth are, are legion right so our students could get out every day um, and we're encouraging them to do that so that the service is not just packed into that one day even though today that day we
1: can't get out right and I think the faculty have just been so resilient and so creative in terms of how they've they've ad- adapted and adopted during this period as well and the reason is because they've stayed focused on students and they, they are so intensely focused on students well-being throughout the school year anyway that I think They've done such a good job with that, and it's really been impressive to see how the Mammoth faculty have responded.
0: Yes, it has been. Was there anything else you guys wanted to share? as you kick off this second semester
1: we'd like some warmer weather please (laughs) I would like that possible I
2: I think you know one of the one of the things that happens when when you're facing something like Omicron and when you're you're putting the mitigation things in place is that students what they want is they want places where they can congregate and the easiest place to do that is outside well when your wind chills are negative 5 to negative 15 I can guarantee you that there's not going to be anybody uh, congregating outside
1: Um, they will be wearing their masks but only for warmth right So <laughs> um, it's, g- it's g- going to be a, a challenge, that's for sure. But, you know, uh, what's interesting is, is how, again, I go back to how people have – Adapted to things. So, for example, going on in the um, in the uh, Career Services Center, the Wackerly Center on campus, they've continued to do a great job working with students, preparing them for interviews, preparing them for internships, preparing them for jobs. They've taught them how to interview well in a Zoom environment as opposed to in a one-on-one environment. So it's in in a way. You know, you don't want to say that that this has been an enjoyable experience, because it hasn't. But the resiliency and the creativity and the innovation among the faculty and staff in terms of helping students get through these last two years, because we're going to have students graduate in May, and about half of their careers at at Monmouth will have been uh, lived during a pandemic. And they're going to be prepared to do well in graduate school and professional school in the job market, incredibly well prepared. And it's because the faculty and staff haven't lost sight of what matters and what's important, and that's preparing students to have rewarding, successful careers. And so in, in a way, I think people should feel really good about what's been happening over the last 24 months at the college.
0: Yes, we've all kind of become professionals of using Zoom and sure. virtual meetings and everything.
2: It becomes a second nature after a while and, and you know what you do then is, is as, as always happens the faculty are, are intent on building the best courses they can for the students and getting those, the, that content ready. The students are the ones who then you know spend six hours on Zoom just goofing around and they figure out all the, the great things that you can actually do with Zoom. They come into class and they're like did you know you could do this? Um, And part of the process that I think most of the faculty are figuring out is that if we set up the structures, the students are going to figure out ways to to better those structures because they're going to be the ones who are living in those environments even longer. And I think that's going to happen again, even in this short period of the the two weeks that we're going to do for the cool down at the beginning of the semester.
0: Right. Yep. I think so, too. Well, thank you both for joining us this morning.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having us in. See what you can do about that warm weather. I will do my best. Okay, thank you very much. Best of luck to both of you in the college.
0: That was Dwayne Bonifer, the Associate Vice President of Public Relations, and Mark Wilhart, the Vice President of Academic Affairs and Dean of Faculty at Monmouth College.